Welcome to another episode of Fort Riley, the podcast. Sexual Assault Awareness and Prevention Month is recognized in April by both civilian and military communities. Here to tell us about SAPM and the Sexual Harassment Assault Response and Prevention Program for Fort Riley is the SHARP Director. Barbara Garber, I am the SHARP Program Manager slash Lead SARP. We're a 24-7 operation. We have a hotline, a 1-19 hotline that at any time um, a credentialed advocate or SARC um, will be carrying that phone and can answer questions, can respond um, to victims of sexual assault. We're always offering services. But more importantly, we're focusing on prevention because one, our trends have gone down, but one assault is too many, one harassment is too many. While we are trending in the right direction, uh, prevention, we want to get to that flat line. We want to get to zero. Um, that doesn't mean if it happens, don't report it, but um, we're looking at prevention. We're focusing on the culture of leadership and what type of climate happens in from the lowest level. One of the most innovative things we've done here through SHARP is we have an ambassador course that's offered twice a month and next fiscal year we'll be taking it down to the brigade and it really focuses on character and supporting your battle buddy and learning those intrinsic values that you have and what is going to have you step forward and say hey dude that's not a good thing or hey lady that's not a good thing because the Army is a big old melting pot. Everyone comes into basic from a different walk of life, different cultures, different geographical areas, different countries. And what the Army values to do is that, you know, pretty much your one team, one fight. You would risk your life for a stranger in a battlefield. But what we're finding in a garrison environment, you'll see that person applying someone with alcohol, which is weaponized. Uh, to facilitate potentially a sexual assault, and you'll just walk away. What we're trying to do is trigger you as that interventionist to say, let me make sure you get home, or who can I call to make sure you're safe? Those are the kind of interventions um, that border along prevention. Knowing who you are, knowing what your values are, and who you're standing up for. That's where our ambassador um, program has been most effective. We've worked very hard over the past two years in developing the program. We started with E4s because in E4s, they're on um, the brink of maybe making NCO. But everyone can be a leader from the E1s on up. But E4s at this point have been instrumental because they're natural born leaders. They're developing those skills to stay. All right. I'm not going to stand for this anymore. We are treating everyone with dignity and respect. So it's been really an effective program in reducing um, our assaults on this installation. Aside from this ambassador program, you also offer other education. Talk to me a little bit about some of the education that outside of that program that helps with the prevention. Well, we are expanding our scope um, and we talk about... Um, identifying how trauma affects uh, a victim 
if they've been sexually assaulted. So not only commands, but battle buddies understand. Um, a good example of that is it used to be when someone reported to their chain of command, oh, I was sexually assaulted. Well, everybody kind of thinks in a linear manner, but when you are um, a victim of a trauma, that linear manner um, doesn't work for you anymore. So it is putting forth the effort to understand trauma-informed reactions that commands, battle buddies can assist with. We also have the standard um, annual training that's put on by the Sharp Academy uh and it's more leader-led than it has been in the past. Uh, it, now it is a requirement. And when I say leader, it doesn't mean your brigade commander stands in front of us, the entire formation and gives you sharp training. And that can be a squad leader. That can be a platoon leader. Um, all the way up to the CG. Giving that training with credentialed um, personnel standing by in case there's a disclosure, someone needs further explanation. Those of us in SHARP, we sort of live, eat, breathe this, and we're the sneeze on this installation and how to respond. Um, we're working on prevention. A commander has a million other things to do, and so we're there to assist the commander because SHARP is still a commander's program. Okay, and that and that's, mirrors exactly what we're doing as civilian employees as well right now. Correct, because SHARP can cover um, to civilian employees and cover dependents 18 and older, active duty, of course. And we've also had, um, currently we don't serve retirees, but if a retiree calls and says, hey, this is what happened, we do that warm handoff. There is no one that we turn away that we will not give services to, at least hand them to um, a, a warm handoff, assess that they're safe to a civilian agency for retirees as well. So walk me through the process. Say someone comes to you and says, I've been sexually assaulted. What are some of the first resources you try to get for them? Uh, if someone calls or walks into my office and says, I've been sexually assaulted, what we do is first we establish their safety. Are, are they safe? If they're a soldier, want to know who they've disclosed to, because if it's the command... At this point, they have, um, it's, a, it's called safe to report. If they spontaneously disclose to a command, someone in leadership, they can still have a restricted report. CID, because unrestricted, it triggers an investigation, will have to open a case. But if that victim wants to have their information not disclosed to leadership, except, oh, I was sexually assaulted, but no details, they can still have a restricted report. The other part of that is we go through what their options are. And if they decide to have an unrestricted report, first of all, CID is notified and then command is notified. If it's a delayed report, meaning longer than, say, it happened last year, maybe you want a deployment, then we ask them what services they would like. It can range from behavioral health services, medical services, most likely um, with that time span, there wouldn't be a sane exam done, which is really an evidence collection. Um, but if it just happened last night, there may be some evidence that needs to be collected. And that can be, and that is done at our hospital. 
and it can be but for both unrestricted and restrictive report. And then they decide where their information is going to go. They can be as involved with that, meaning the entire exam, or they can play stop at any time and say they've had enough. It is about starting where the victim is and what they want to do. What SHARP does is help them walk that journey as much or as little as that they want us to do. Meaning, I have held a cheat as a in front of a victim while evidence was being collected at the hospital as a sort of a chaperone, but the victim asked me to stay in there with them. Or we've had people say, no, I have my best friend here. I'd rather that person stay with me. And then the advocate will stand outside and we sort of help them walk through the process and get to the right referral sources. For instance, a special victims counsel is the lawyer for a victim. We can make those referrals and do a warm handoff. We, meaning Sharp, cannot provide legal advice. The other piece of that is we can be there with them if they are being interviewed by law enforcement as much or as little as they decide because it's where the victim starts at and what we need to help them to start the healing process. So it definitely sounds like they don't have to be alone because this is hard stuff. Correct. And, and not everybody is ready to do it right after the assault occurs. But we are lucky in this installation, we have dedicated services for behavioral health. We've expanded to also utilize the Vet Center in Manhattan. As long as it's within our regulation, we provide the services that that victim needs, like I said, to start healing. You also cover harassment. We do, and the parameters are changing with harassment. But SHARP is metamorphosing um, rapidly in what we can and we cannot do based on um, the independent review commission that DOD started once uh, Fort Hood's information came out and they are revamping the entire SHARP program. Although some of the regulation will change, our response to victims will not change. I do believe here at um, Fort Riley and the Big Red One, we have superb service when it comes to what a victim needs. Do you believe that the definitions of harassment would change? Um, the president signed that harassment is now a crime. So the Army is changing the way they are looking at harassment. Now, none of this has come into fruition yet, but uh, we are still doing based on our old regulation. They will be changing for special investigators, they will be changing uh, to, to handle harassment. Another change coming will also be the way sexual assault crimes are prosecuted. There is a plan in place that goes out to 2030. The good news is, at the end of the day, victims are still taken care of, no matter what um, changes are occurring. That's our first and foremost priority. If someone asks for help, we're there to help. How are you helping keep you know, supervisors and chains of command aware of some of these changes as they come down. We have a monthly review board, sexual assault review board, and the uh, chair of that board is the um, commanding general for First Infantry Division. We go over statistics and we go over processes to make sure we're doing the best we can on behalf of victims. On that board, all brigade commanders are present. And brigade commanders um, give us feedback and how they see in their footprint how we can improve or how it's worked best practices for them. 
as well as um, within the last, like I said, two years, SHARP is changing rapidly. And this is where our forum is to talk about what's coming down, changing forms, changing practices. Um, and what we do is we split off and we take brigade by brigade. And that's where we talk about the cases. And we don't talk names. Uh, we just talk by a file number. And um, so it's very confidential. And we make it even more confidential where if a victim comes, let's say, from first brigade no one but first brigade um and the board for the sarb listens to anything about first brigade and that is because we don't talk a lot of detail we talk processes and we just want to ensure that the victim is getting everything he or she needs if somebody listening to this today is in a situation where they're being harassed or they have been sexually assaulted what would you tell them that is going to be their journey. Honestly, I would love to say, hey, come forward. Let's make sure we um, hold everybody accountable for their inappropriate actions. Realistically, that's not my call. Um, yes, of course, come forward. But when you're ready to come forward, there are so many reasons people don't come forward. And it kind of border. I think in our society, we're like, well, why did you just write something? Why did you yell? Why did you? It has nothing to do with why they didn't do something. When victims are ready, we're here to serve them. But no one has the right to push them towards one outcome or the other, just like no one had any right to assault them or harass them. We have a 24-7 hotline, and it is manned by credentialed SARCs and advocates. And when I say credentialed, it's a national board where you have to meet criteria for services as well as education, 785 307-9338. We're here to assist immediate response and safety and then referrals and accompaniment to what kind of appointments they, they make if they would like us there. SAPM is nationally recognized for um, awareness and prevention of sexual assault, but it's not just April. This is a 24-7 um, responsibility for people to step up and build the trust of the people around you because the Army is unique in the fact that it's not just a day job. Thank you for listening to Fort Riley, the podcast. And remember, there is someone available 24-7 if you need help navigating the resources available to you. Simply call 785-307-9338. Oh, 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 oh,